The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it looks like we have a champion, and it's the Denver Nuggets. The they have won is the here. 2023 NBA title with a 4-1 series victory over the Miami Heat. We're going to discuss the series, Jokic in the all-time discussion, and plenty oh. more with Washington Post, Michael Lee, on today's episode, I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is... Miles and Jack, Jack I'm Matt Boosties. Oh, I like that one. That was good. It was yeah. harmonic, I, I would say, mm-hmm. that, that intro. Absolutely. I want high, you want low. Exactly. Uh, That's how we go. Three on one. Davis. Love LeBron! There you go. Embiid driving, spinning, fading, hitting! Curry, a three-pointer. Bang! Michael Lee from the Washington Post. Thank you so much. A sports enterprise reporter based in Philly. You've been writing about the league for what, over 20 years now, about 20 years? Yeah, since 2002. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah, we'll call that over two decades. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, man. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm glad you guys sent the invite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Season's over, though. It is. It is. We've arrived at, arrived at the end. 
a little sad yeah yeah as any season ending is but i feel like the best team won like the team that was Absolutely. the yeah. best team from not just in this series but probably the best team all season came out on top absolutely i mean i don't i'm not as active on twitter as i used to be i used to be very active on twitter but i do remember like saying in february that Denver Nuggets are the best team in the NBA, but nobody was willing to admit it. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody wants to admit it, but they are the best team. And it wasn't just that like Jamal Murray was starting to find himself. Because you know, it takes a while to come back from that knee injury and gain trust in it. And like so, but his production started to pick up. Yeah. Started, started look, look a little more like his old self. And Aaron Gordon was looking like a borderline all-star. Like there's yeah. a little buzz that he could be the second nugget to make it. And and it was just like all these things were coming together. Obviously, Yoga just playing amazing basketball averaging almost a triple double and it's just like how is this team in first place they got all these things coming together everybody's ignoring them you know to talk about whatever drama that's going on like we got a good team here right like that we should probably be promoting as being really good but uh but it, it was just it was a kind of a messy period because that was obviously when we got kendrick perkins you know calling Jokic a stat patter and uh, talking about the racial makeup of MVP voters and right. really taking the MVP conversation to a place it never should have gone, especially as it relates to Jokic. Right. Um, you know, superstar production, carrying mediocre rosters the last two years. Now he has like healthy teammates and they're in first, they're in first place. And he's doing like a miraculous thing. Like, and, and I, I just felt like we were dumbing down the conversation when we should have been elevating yeah. it. And it was embarrassing. Like for me as a fan of basketball, like I don't write about the NBA as much, but it was embarrassing to watch because yeah. as a fan of the game, I think we should sit back and just admire who these guys are and what they're bringing and admire them for the era that they're in. You know, one, mm -hmm. one thing that always bothers me, especially after the championship, is that we do lists. And I'm right, sure yeah. you guys probably have a list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, nah, we we're lists. list free. We're and, list free. And, and, we, and we compare guys and rank guys and do all these things that really just take it away from our ability to appreciate what we just saw. Like, yeah. like what we just saw from Jokic was an all-time performance. I don't want to sit back and compare it to Akeem Olajuwon. Right. We we have typically resisted the conversations around, like, where does he fit? Like, And Super Producer Jabari almost got me with this this week. He was like, all right, this is a, this is a conversation everyone's having. Is he on the top five centers list? And <laughs> I took the bait. I wrote up a big thing. But I, I do no, feel ahead, deep down. No, no, no. I, I do feel oh. deep down that like he's playing a different sport. This is a different, like it, it, not necessarily a different, but the game is so different. If you were like having the conversation of like if he traveled into a time machine, like we, we always talk about on this show that like basketball is progressive and like the players build their games on top of the games of the players in the past. The shot making has gotten so much better. Like everything is just so much different than it was. The one place that I think we can compare great players to the past is their post-game celebrations mm -hmm. because <laughs> that, that doesn't change. And Jokic gave us one of the most unique championship celebrations that I think we have ever seen. Um, he celebrated begrudgingly. Yeah. Um, like he was, like told that this would be over when the game ended and like this was overtime <laughs> that he wasn't getting paid for. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's how so I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. 
I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. But I do think like he is such a unique personality that like just his whole thing where he like a lot of it just like begrudging. It's like it's yes. like the the his body language, uh he's just like, Yeah, I'm out there, I'm working and I'm giving you like one of the most beautiful games you've ever seen. But I don't know, like there there's a lot of conversations about like Jimmy Butler is like alpha and like he seems to be doing it as much with his like personality as he's doing it with like what his he talent. physically does with his talent on the court. Yeah. And I think that's true. Like I had that thought watching him in these playoffs, but like that is by no means a necessity, like clearly yeah. because Jokic is just out there doing his thing without any, any of the uh, swagger, the riz that as the kids <laughs> call it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think that that's what the beautiful thing about him is and about all the great players that, that kind of come into this league is that, there is no comparison that makes sense. And that they there's always a mold that they form that can't be duplicated. It can't, and, you know, and they're, they're, they're their own space, you know? Um, and like Jokic is just such a unique talent in that, you know, he has like a dad bod, you know, he's not physically, you know, look, he doesn't like he's imposing like Shaq did. Um, but he's so smart. Yeah. You know, I think that one of the things I heard um, Isaiah Thomas say on uh, NBA TV was that he has the answers to the test. Like, yeah. So he, he's he's never out of the game because he, he already knows the answers to the test. So it was funny to me, like during this playoff run, like they put Rui on him and, and uh, at the end of game one of the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers might have figured something out here. <laughs> Everything, like, yeah. No, they didn't. Like this is not the first time he's been guarded by a small guy. Like it just yeah. – they still lost the game. Like, yeah. like he was just trying to win the game. Like he was not worried it was about the yeah. Rui. Right. First time then, the commentators saw him play. Basically, yeah, they're like, I yeah. think they figured this guy out. This jock itch guy. They're like, well, yeah. who, you, do you know who you're talking <laughs> yeah. about? Yeah. And then it was like in the finals, it's like, oh, we're gonna make him into a scorer instead of a passer. You don't yeah. think he, he knows how to get the ball to his teammates, even when you try to make him a scorer? Like he's figured it. He's not like. It's not his third year in the league. This is right. this is year seven. Like he's he's figured it out. Like and he and he has the answers to the test, which you know, which makes it scary for the Nuggets going forward. Because you know, a lot of people were like, "Well, you know, it's just him and Murray." You know, Gordon kind of played above his head, and like Michael Porter flamed out in the finals. And and I'm like, well, I look at it this way: I don't see how Michael Porter doesn't come back better next year. Right. I don't see how he doesn't if he's healthy and he gets to go into an offseason healthy and just has to work on his game and not rehab, how is yeah. he not gonna come back better? Yeah. And I, I think if you look at the way the Nuggets have been building this team going forward, I give credit to like, you know, Tim Connolly and obviously Calvin Booth right right now, but just for the vision that they had. And the other thing too that I think gets overlooked too about the Nuggets and what made their run so special is look at the chemistry of that team. Look at how much those guys, you could see they genuinely like being around each other. I remember going to one of their practices this year and like they were just having so much fun. Like they were playing shooting games and and everybody was having a good time. And like that's not because that's not a fluke. Like that's just something that they they intended to get a locker room of good guys. They tend to have a locker room of veterans who can police the locker room. I mean, you see yeah. a DeAndre Jordan, you see a Jeff Green, you see an Ish Smith. I always say that for a championship team, you need spirit guys. And when I say spirit guys, I mean guys who 
elevate the room with their energy and with their spirit. Every team that you can find a champion, you have to have those guys, especially if you have, you know, kind of quirky superstars, you know, right? Yeah. And like, if you look at Steph in, in Golden State, and why, why has Golden State been on this amazing run? Because not only is Steph their best player, but he's their spirit guy. He's the guy that elevates the energy in the room and, and brings yeah, it makes it like a fun room to be in. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that, that, and like, usually you don't get that from your star player. You know, yeah. you need it from somewhere else, but he brings that. He brought that. And that's why the Warriors have been, you know, great for this last decade is because Steph is not only their best player, but he's their spirit guy. Then the Nuggets have a bunch of spirit guys. Ish Smith, every, he's been on 14 teams or whatever, right? 13 teams. I don't know. It's been a bunch of teams, but everywhere he's been, everybody loves him. Everybody yeah. says he's a great guy. And like you, you, you add that energy to a locker room. If somebody gets grumpy or somebody gets moody and, and, and you know, tries to break, break it apart, the vets ain't having it. Yeah. Because you got the spirit guys policing that and adding that energy. And like they traded Bones Highland. Bones Highland's a really talented player. Like I thought they got a steal when they drafted him, but he was acting up. He wasn't right. happy with his role. He was expressing his discontent. And they were like, you know what? As talented as he is, he's breaking up the vibe. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't move forward as a team that's about winning and about like you know, having this positive force kind of pushing us to a title with this guy over here, and they got rid of him. Yeah. They had a guy who's one of the best players off the bench in the league at the time. You know, you thought that Bones is a really good, you know, six man, seven man, whatever role he he is. And they were like, Yeah, you know what? We'll just ride with Bruce Brown. See what he gives us. And then you see him in the finals, and Bruce Brown is giving you that spirit. Yeah. He's giving you that that high energy. And so I, I just I just love the way the Nuggets were built. And I I, I can say this is, like I said, somebody covered the league for a long time. Mike Malone's first year uh, with Michael, Denver. Michael, 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 Michael. Yeah. Forgive Michael. me because yeah. I am Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I that. actually, I, and and we had uh, my first conversation with him. I, I I did a behind the scenes piece with the with him and the Nuggets coaching staff. And if, one of the first questions I asked him, I said, "Do you prefer to be Michael or Mike?" So he asked me, "Do I prefer to be Michael or Mike?" Uh-huh. I said, "My mother always told me that she named me Michael." And not Mike. Mm-hmm. So if anybody calls me Mike, let them know that I'm Michael. And <laughs> yeah. he said, my mother did the same thing with me. I there let you everybody go. know that I'm Michael. So forgive me for saying that. Yeah, you. yeah, no, it's fine. I, we we are Michaels and we are unified and our mother's telling us. I make fun of him about it. And <laughs> it's not it's not fair. It's just there's something about the name Mike Malone that wants to like my like everybody just wants to call him Mike. I don't think yeah. it has anything to do with like disrespect or anything like that. I think it just has to do with that name in particular. There is a Mike it Malone shaped yeah, yeah. There's a Mike Malone shaped like groove in the human brain that just people. <laughs> That it sticks, and they're like, "Wait, wait, wait like That's this middle syllable doesn't need to be there." Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally not fair to make fun of them for doing that. But the one thing that always stood out to me because I spent like three days with them, and like I, I sat in on this is his first year there, right after he got fired by the Kings, and so I got to watch you know film sessions, um, you know uh, pregame chats and postgame chats, everything. So I was really embedded for a couple of days, and what stood out to me during that time, even then was that Jokic was really special. Mm. Like he was doing things in practice that I had just not seen. Like he always made the right play. And for yeah. a rookie who was coming off the bench, you know, and there was this big battle with him and, you know, you know, uh, Nurkic and like, they're trying to figure out who the, the future is going to be. And so, but he, but he just has like this, 
ability to make the right play. And it was just yeah. amazing to see it right then and right there. And um, and Mike Malone, they were almost like a father-son type relationship then. And, mm. and like he he spoke a little bit of English, but just enough to pass. But like he and Malone, they were always hanging out and they were always talking and joking. And like, I'm like, this is a kind of a unique thing. I didn't know, I didn't know Jokic was gonna be this. Yeah. I thought he'd be a pretty good player. But like just to see that connection between a coach and a rookie, you know, second round pick that, you know, they didn't know that they got Nikola Jokic. They yeah. got the guy in the Taco Bell. Right, you know, got drafted drafted. during the during the Taco Bell. Yeah, a lot of people don't know his nickname, the Joker, comes from him just being really funny. It has nothing to do with his last (laughs) name. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike Miller was there. They they would they would do fun things like you know play with footballs and and stuff and practice and stuff. And so at the end of practice one time, he and Mike Miller are throwing footballs in the hoop. Yeah competitively trying to throw the football in the hoop. <laughs> Sorry, is that impressive to you? I can just do that really easily. So I <laughs> yeah. just wasn't sure. That's super easy for me. I could throw a football over a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they're, they're, like, Yogurt just sitting there and like, like he's hitting the back of the backboard and like trying to guide it properly. Yeah. And, and I think he got one to go in. And it's like, this dude is like, like how in the world is this dude throwing a football? He didn't grow up playing football. But- he had a half court or I think full court shot in the in the finals like at the end that of you know uh, yeah that front yeah. rimmed it that nobody even like made a big deal about i was like it was like a just the least effort i've ever seen someone put into a full court shot and he front rimmed it and everyone's like yeah well he's really good at basketball well, anyways uh yeah, yeah. yeah. here's yeah, like some state vet, farm ads that's like kind of adopted them as like their their guy yeah and Malone was bonding with them and so it, like it's interesting to see like where it's all gone and like you, you right, see the yeah. photo of the Jokic brothers like picking him up and picking him up yeah and, and, and one thing that stood out you know in a conversation i had with michael malone was um i was asking about like some of his coaching influences because obviously his dad brendan malone was a coach uh in the nba and so if you look at his staff there's a lot of like former sons of nba nepo uh, like babies the, is what yeah. we call them on this show <laughs> there's adelman there's ryan saunders like there's a lot of guys who've been around the game their entire lifers. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same way he he's built. Yeah. And so he's built that staff that way. And, um, and so I asked him like, who some of his influences were, what they, you know, and what he learned from them. And he said, he told me about a conversation that he had with Greg Popovich and in a similar conversation that I have with Greg Popovich. I remember asking Greg Popovich once what loyalty means to him for the fact that like at the time he had Duncan Ginobili and Parker and like these great guys who just, dedicated themselves to the Spurs and like winning championships for the Spurs and never really got caught up in flirting with other places. I mean, obviously Duncan thought about the magic for a second, but he stayed and he won. And uh, he told me about what loyalty meant to him. And what Malone told me was that Popovich said that if you are a coach, you have to make sure that your players know that you love them. Mm. Because if they feel that you love them and that you care for them, you can coach them as hard as you need to. Right. Because they know it's coming from a good place. They know that you're not, you know, like if you bench them or, if, you know, or you take them out of a game because they're playing poorly, it's not because they have a personal vendetta against you. It's because right. they're not yeah. performing not the way they fault. want you to. And yeah. so his, his goal was to build sincere relationships with his players. And you can see it in how they play. That's the real wisdom that you get, right, from yeah. Popovich. He's, he told you, you have to become Papa in this way. 
you know, for then, then they have this new relationship. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll come right back. We'll keep talking about the finals. We'll talk about some amazing landmarks that we saw Jokic and Murray hit. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. We're back. And I, I just have to say this one stat that like stopped us all in our tracks that Jabari, Super Producer Jabari, shared with us. Jokic became the first player to lead all players in the playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists in a single postseason. That's unbelievable. That's like for everything that we talk about, right? Like of the comparisons and things like for people who want to compare to the past, I'm like, who, who has this stat, you know? And I guess like in a, in a way it doesn't really serve anyone, but I think again, it underscores just how unique, of a time this is too like and especially how the two of between him and jamal murray uh you know that what they're like the first players to have 
record triple doubles together in a finals game. They're also the first teammates to average 25, 5, and 5 during a playoff run. Right. Murray, there are four players who have averaged 20 points in 10 assists in a finals. They are Magic Johnson, who did it in 87-88. Michael Jordan, who you might remember, played for the Chicago Bulls in the year 1991 when they uh, won the title. Uh, right, Mike Jordan. <laughs> you, you're probably more familiar, familiar with him as Mike. Um, LeBron, 2017-2018. And then Jamal Murray this year. That's it. That's everybody. Um, yeah, like, just thinking about all this, right, because we've talked about on the show how much we get into, like, the debate culture side of talking about the NBA and a lot of people, especially a lot of the sports journalists we have come on, are like, they, we're not, we're missing the point here. Like, for the people who are like the stat watchers, they look at something like this and then what do they say to dismiss Jamal Murray or dismiss Jokic? Is it just to be like, just to say like, yeah, it was, a, it was a, yeah, he had a, he had a good run right there. And then it ends there. Like Jack, <laughs> I, don't what, think, I don't know what they're going to say. I don't think they can say much after this. Well, one. I guess they'll just say like, you know, he was up and down, you know, after 30 point game, he didn't have 20 again. Right. Like, you know, they, they, right. they can find something to nip. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, the the Jamal Murray that always struck me is like, Something that I was I was hoping that they would talk about more during the broadcast was just what a grinder he is and just how much he worked so hard to 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 get to where he is, like just relentless. Like his dad was basically running a torture chamber with him, you know, to get him to become this great basketball player. And it never that work ethic never left him. Like they had to mm. lock him out of the gym a lot because he just wanted to work all the time. He just wanted to get better. And like for him to be without the game for two years, like that had to drive him insane. Like the tears he shed right uh, after they won the championship. Like I felt all of that because I know like that guy loves basketball. Like that is his life. Like he is giving his all to this, to be where he is. And like, you know, obviously he was a lottery pick. The makeup of the nuggets, you know, was kind of these this, you know, overlooked guys, you know, second round picks, you know, late, late lottery picks, but he was a lottery pick, but he comes in with like that underdog mentality. Like he's got an underdog mentality because he's coming from Canada and he obviously felt like he was overlooked right. coming out of Canada because he felt like he was better than a lot of the American players that he would, that were in his draft, that were in his class, you know, college recruiting class. And so he went to Kentucky and everything. And, you know, I, I didn't see this type of player at Kentucky, which we got to really get mad at Calipari because he's you never do. Talent. I think this is a point that I've made a couple of times. You really need to like we need to be drafted. If you if your draft board has a UK player on it, just move him up five spots because yeah. <laughs> they're they are better than you think. Let's yeah. just they're they're always going to be better than you think. Almost yeah. always. Yeah. Like people are like, wait, Anthony Davis actually has an offensive game. Wow! I didn't know it's, <laughs> especially if it's a wing per, or a perimeter player, like oh, yeah. because I feel like they don't. I don't know the Kentucky teams just don't like have like they don't take advantage of these people who are just the most incredible shot makers in the league now. Like, yeah, we got Maxi, we got Murray, we got Booker, like Fox, you know, Monk, all of them, all of them underdrafted. Yeah. Hero, like, yeah. There's a lot of talent to come away with one national title. Like, and, right. I, and I know they're young and you got to get the chemistry right. But gosh, man, like you can't have all of this talent and just come away with one. Like you got to have at least two. College <laughs> basketball is so weird, man. Watching how good uh, Chet was when he got into that summer league after like what he looked like in the NCAA tournament was so I was like, well, 
why how were they hiding this like why were they hiding this so i get mad whenever people tell me they like the college game more than the pro game like what are you really telling me (laughs) (laughs) because like you're you're not you're you're telling me you don't like the best players performing at the at the highest level like no i prefer a few steps below that high school game let's go to a high school game and see you know them playing for the love of the game because most of these guys will never play again beyond this point like you're telling me this is better than the nba because it's not like that's why i stopped playing after high school uh it it was when i thought the game was at the most pure i could have played in college probably pro but i was like i don't like the it's just too much about you know the rankings and stuff like that it's not it's not pure anymore people don't know yeah i mean my stats in high my stats in high school were amazing i mean i i blame the fact that i also graduated in 2003 with lebron so yeah, a lot of my stats got took away all your height. You couldn't. I had yeah. the I had the most travels in Southern California. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. That's worth something. shows your mobility. Yeah, I've been benched uh, the, more than any yeah. other player. Uh, <laughs> but uh, one thing, one person I do want to just put my eye on, uh, just just a quick shout out, maybe of jealousy, is Chris Brown, at mm-hmm. twenty two mm. years old. This Self man Ron, won. Pronounced Brown. Brown. There's a lot yes. of you need a pronunciation guide with the or just like. If you look like, at my yeah. look at my, yeah. my hoodie, you know where he's from. Kansas, exactly. Uh, he right. had three high school. I think was it three straight championships in high school, and then yeah. NCAA title with Kansas, and now an NBA champion as a rookie. I'm like, how did you just like stumble into such fantastic fortune? Uh, but like, he's the fifth player to win the NCAA and NBA title in back to back seasons. That puts him in. The class with Bill Russell, Henry Bibby, Magic, Billy Thompson, and now Chris. That's wow. it's pretty impressive. I'm always like blown away when you see like athletes like that in any sport where like they'll do the thing where like they went with this team and then they got traded and then they won it the next year again. And you're like, good for you. What a yeah. I, I mean, like I Chris Brown, I'm glad that you've had such a just turbulent free rise to the top. You're like, yeah, just <laughs> I can't stop winning. I'm a serial winner. Yeah, I hope I hope he I hope he appreciates it because you know this is not a given that you're gonna win at this level. Then the guys you name obviously won a lot, <laughs> Magic <laughs> and Russell. And, but I mean, it, it's just it's hard to win in this league, and that that's why I appreciate like what the Nuggets have done in terms of having the patience to to see you know what Michael Malone was building, and mm-hmm. to see you know Jokic regain his form, and to have the patience with Jamal Murray to help him come back from his knee injury and just help him regain his confidence in himself and become that player. And, you know, you don't see that happen in the NBA. You know, everybody wants it right now and they're not willing to see guys enter their prime together and, and see what happens. It's just like, well, he's not really looking the way we thought. So we got to move on from him and then, or we don't want to pay him or, um, but this I, is another I, another homegrown title, right? Like the you know, it was yeah. them, then Golden State, then Milwaukee. All you know, they they're not you know, Milwaukee. It's not like they drafted all all their big three, but like it's their their best player was drafted by them, and they built carefully and patiently around them. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's the one thing that stands out to me is that three of the last five Finals MVPs were drafted outside of the lottery. Yeah, nobody so, knows anything. That's... So everybody's everybody's <laughs> tanking. Everybody is trying to intentionally lose for guys who they think are going to be stars. And then the thing yeah. that stands out to me, and why I hope I hope um, Victor Wembanyama can break it. You know, do you guys know how many number one picks have won a championship for their original organization since 1990? No. Take a guess. 
How many number one picks have won a championship for their original organization? Well, you got Tim Duncan. That's yep. Is that it? Is that it? Well, uh, there's Kyrie. Kyrie. That's right. Okay. But he only won because the previous number one pick came back. That's right. right. So LeBron mm. came back, you know, after winning titles in Miami to win in Cleveland. So I oh, yeah, forgot theory, about LeBron. <laughs> in right. theory, there are three. In theory, there are three. But LeBron wow. was different because right. he didn't stay there the whole way through and win and then just stay. He, he won and then came back and won. Yeah. But yeah. like, so really it's, it's two or three, however you want to do the numbers. Right. But um, it, it just, it just shows that how, how, how much luck plays a role in this, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've had conversations with Tim Connolly about, you know, Jokic and just, you know, him becoming this superstar player. And he, he would tell me all the time just how lucky they were. Like, they were lucky to, for him to become this guy. Right, um, yeah. Because, you know, they knew he had the ability, obviously, because they drafted him. They, they had faith in him. But it wasn't like he was their top choice. Then they drafted three guys before they took him. Yeah. So he and he's the guy that now is, people are saying, is the best player in basketball. Yeah. And it it like same thing with Giannis. I mean, Giannis went 15. Yeah. And you know, he's the best player in basketball. And and Kawhi he had the, went, he had the hype at the time, Giannis, that like this guy could be something special, but he's like a huge project. project it's gonna take a yeah. lot of time, right? Where he had a name Jokic was pronounce. just like they realized he was one of the best players in the league when he like five games into him being one of the best players in the league. They were like, <laughs> Oh, wait, wait a second. Wait, this guy's yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah, no, it is about luck, but yeah. you know who's going to need luck in our next segment? Oh, I Michael think I know Lee the answer to this. Of the Washington Post. Because when right. we come back, it's time for the rapid fire round of questioning. Oh, the boy. most unique yeah. segment in podcasting. We'll be back with that <laughs> right after this. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> Michael Lee, get ready because you have okay. stumbled into the hot seat. It's time oh, for the rapid-fire round of questioning. Now, this segment is the fastest question-and-answer segment in all of podcasting history. Jack mm. or I, we're going to chest pass you a question. And that's like a hot potato. Don't think about the question. Just hit us right back with your answer. Don't expand upon the answers. And if you keep this segment going too long, we will cut you off. And if we start talking too long, you have to cut us off because we have to maintain our status as the fastest like question and answer segment. Well, yeah. see, this is why I was bad at baseball because I have bad re- reflexes. Well, let's try. <laughs> let's try. Like, the let's ball's try. coming. I'm like, should I hit this? Should I swing this? <laughs> oh, strike two. Okay. Yeah. You're, like, no, you're, okay. Sw- you're swinging on it as the, as the catcher is throwing it back to the pitcher. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh, you can't swing on that. that <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So here we go. We're getting into it. Rapid fire round of questioning. Brian, start the clock. Brian's crying uh, (laughs) just for the listener. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's an intense segment, you know? Mm. Uh, But but Brian knows I love him like a son, and I am his papa. That's why I go hard on him. Uh, I learned that from a great man. Uh, Jack, you want to go first? I go first. Sure. I'll go first. How about that? Okay. Let's see. How about that, Miles? Okay. Michael Lee. Is there a single NBA player you would take right now over the chance of taking Wembyama? You are the Spurs. You've gotten the call from everybody in the league saying, "No." Wow. Quick. I like that. I like that. On He's it. locked in. He's locked in. I'm excited about the possibilities, and yeah. I'd rather take a chance on, on him than, uh, than somebody established. Okay. If it doesn't work out, it's a dance that that I that I failed at. But if it does, then yeah, we yeah. Go, we gonna have some straight fun to here. the top. Yeah. You also couldn't do it because, like everybody, you, you, your fan base would be so mad at you. Uh, if you, yeah, if you it's, did it's it. like it's like the Sixers <laughs> trading Brad Doherty when they had Charles Barkley. Like, they wonder why he's in Phoenix because you you you, you should have <laughs> taken the best center and paired him with Barkley and tried to see, like the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, like they weren't the greatest team, but they were pretty good. You know, yeah. Jordan's hitting those shots. You know, they were the underdog in those series. So yeah, but if you have if you have Brad Doherty and Charles Barkley, it's, it's you look. You probably got a couple of rings. You probably stand in the way of Jordan or the Pistons. Oh yeah, but Michael. Now I got to ask you a question because right. we got to keep this moving. But this right. is one important because you've got your eye on the league. Now we're going to be talking about teams we want to cover in the offseason. You know who's who's making some moves. Who's interesting? Who do we illuminate? Spurs, obvious. Now what's a team that you're also expecting big things from? Someone we should also keep our eye on in the postseason. Don't sleep on them. Portland, do it. Trade Dame. Do it. Portland, do it. Trade Dame. Do it now. Yeah. It's what time. are you waiting for? No, don't even waste anybody's time. Like he's given you twelve years or eleven years. He's had enough time sitting on that throne, and uh, you have a Western Conference final trip for it. 
and it's great. You shake his hand, you admire him, call him the greatest blazer ever, but give him a chance to win and give you a chance to move forward as a franchise. Trying mm. to win with him, you're not going to compete with the top teams in the West, no matter what you try to trade the number three pick for. Right. Trade him, get some pieces, go forward, draft scoop, and then try to try to see where you can go the next 10 years. I feel like, you know, and, I, and I'm not somebody who's against loyalty or somebody who thinks that you shouldn't stay committed to, to guys, but, you know, right now their their partnership is going nowhere and i yeah. think it's best for both of them to just move on and and and, and dame will be happier because especially if he's traded to a place like miami where he'll still be the man and he'll still yeah. get you know praise and as, as sort of the guy who can push them over the hump uh i i say do it and and, and don't worry about what you get in return because it doesn't matter you just gotta you gotta go in a different direction. You trade. It. Is anyone is anyone talking about Phoenix as a potential uh, destination? Like they get Chris Paul to come in and be the the guy who is the tutor, the veteran tutor for Scoop. You say Chris Paul as a tutor? <laughs> I don't I don't see that happening. Like Chris okay. Paul is still a competitive guy who wants to win championships. Yeah. He yeah. Ain't, he ain't okay. the big brother trying to teach you know guys. You know he he's he's trying to win. And and I don't I don't see him playing that role. He, he's somebody that needs to go somewhere where he can win too. And I, I don't know okay. what Phoenix is going to do, man. It's just, they just got they got a messy roster. Like the only thing I think they could do is what they did, and that's hire, you know, um, Vogel as um as a coach. You know, I, I think that if Vogel can get something out of uh, Aiden, that's that's that can elevate their ceiling. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, and, and people say you know Vogel wasn't a good hire. I'm like, well, I happen to recall. A guy named Roy Hibbert, who became an All Star <laughs> playing for Frank Vogel, right? And That's crazy. We haven't yeah. seen him since, right? But he was right. he was he was considered you know an elite big man for a long time playing for Frank Vogel. And what were AD's best years with the Lakers? Who was the coach? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Vogel guy. Give yeah. it a chance to see what he can do with him. If he if he you know gets on Booker's nerves or KD's nerves because he's not playing hard, then ship him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. like I, I think that you have a guy who can get you eighteen and twelve, and maybe he can give you more. But he's he's also got to be somebody who has the support of the coach. Yeah, Michael, what is your favorite NBA city to visit, and what's your must-have meal in that town? It changes so much. You know, I have like a top five. Um, yeah, but I I'll just say, give us uh, one we wouldn't expect. Underrated okay. good city. I mean, New York is obviously the one I usually yeah, get yeah. excited New about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually get excited about Boston. Favorite meal in Boston? I go to Legal Seafood and get a, a lobster roll. Bread bowl. Okay. Oh, no, I okay. Get a lobster, lobster roll. roll. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, you know, underrated city. Very underrated city. Restaurants and inside sort of cool, like late night kind of like jazzy bars kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. San Antonio, man. Yeah, San, San, San Antonio yeah. has has a lot going on. Go to a great steakhouse or go to a great barbecue restaurant. Michael Lee, I I got to ask you a serious question now. Okay, because we got to keep this. You know, we're oh yeah, we, I'm sorry, I'm we're putting it all on the line right now. We're putting it all on the line, Michael. But this is this next question is a very hot button issue. Mm. Jalen Rose's hair. Well, oh, that's a question. What a statement. <laughs> it's a work of art. Okay, just yeah. take it where you want to go. I just it's like an alley oop. I'm throwing it up. I'm just seeing what you do with it. Okay. It is a work mm. of art. Like I, mm-hmm. his his barber needs to go into like he needs to teach others. Like, yeah, I, 100%. I, I want him to work with me. I want him to give me that line and Whew. and give me all of that stuff that Jalen got going on. Cause Jalen, I remember, you know, had the shaved head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now I'm looking at him and he's got like he's got the, the fullest head of hair. Perfect. Like it's it's yeah, it's his barber 
his barber is excellent. Like, I, I, there's nobody with a better hairline. I mean, or, or lineup than him. Like, he's yeah. It's a work of art. It's one of the best. Truly. All right. And finally, the question that we've all been waiting for. Michael Lee, Jack or Miles? Oh, between you two? Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all both, y'all both got love, man. I, I, I ain't picking. Mm. Wow. But who has more, who has more love? If you had is, to. Is kind of you the, yeah. If you had to, like, got save the one of tape. us. If you got the measuring tape, if it's yeah. a game of inches. Trolley. You know what I mean? It's the trolley experiment. Who are you, who are you taking? Man, I, I can't, I can't do that, man. Okay. I, I, all right, I, I all right. I, I just met you guys and I, I enjoyed the conversation. I don't want to have oh. somebody pissed off at the end. Okay, we oh. love that. Well, there you have it. Michael Lee of the Washington Post is a humanist and someone with a <laughs> kind heart who will That's not correct. choose between all of his creatures. Uh, Michael Lee, yes. thank you so much for joining us on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, support you, read you, do all that kind of stuff? Well, obviously, you can find me at the Washington Post. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I, I don't cover the NBA full time anymore. I'm a sports enterprise writer, you know, and I, I deal with issues of uh, race, sport and society. So I, I do a lot of different things, but every now and then they, they, they call me back in to do some NBA stuff. Cause I, I still have love for the game. And, uh, I feel like I still have a little expertise in it, but, yeah. um, it's, it's tough. It's tough when I'm not around and talking to execs as much as I used to, but uh, I still yeah. feel like I know the game good enough to make comments on Twitter that don't sound too stupid. Absolutely. Well, you just boned up on your NBA bona fides uh, by talking to two of the great minds in NBA uh, media, 100%. Miles and Jack. Yeah, uh, we, Miles we had, and Jack we on that boosties. You know, I had, yeah. to, I had to sit spend time with you guys. Maybe you can rub <laughs> yeah. off on me. Yeah. Help me love hip-hop That's again. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Miles of Gray. Where do they find you? You can find Jack? me at Jack underscore O'Brien. Yeah. And uh, hit up hashtag Mad Boosties for show links and updates because uh, we'll be posting stuff there, asking questions. And shout out to this week's listener. Please rate and review the podcast. Gross Negligent left this five star review that said, I've been a huge Miles and Jack fan since season two of the Daily Zeitgeist. Wow. I had to step back from heavy politics content for mental health reasons. I'm so happy to get to experience their hilarious lived-in chemistry focused on basketball. They're as knowledgeable as any other sports podcast. Oh my, who who wrote this? Me? Uh, While being funnier and more relatable than all of them. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for these wonderful reviews. Please make sure you leave them too because we read them and we cry over them when they're not Did you write that, Jabari? (laughs) Jabari did write that and he only gave us two stars. Yeah. Which was really... That's how you know. It doesn't match, yeah. though. Uh, but that is going to do it for us this week on Miles and Jack. I'm at Boosties. Please check back in with us next week as we take our journey into the in-between times, the silly season, <laughs> as it were. Uh, silly to talk season. about the upcoming everythings, uh, trade machines that we don't know how to work. We're not going to Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You'll have to find out. Listen to that and many other wild speculations only on Miles and Jack. I'm at Boosties. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm 
Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.